What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Boys Podcast, episode 10, and holy crap, it's finally happened. All four of us are here, Buddha, Delby, Carl, and me. I have been waiting for this for nine weeks. (laughs) We got all of us, and uh, I'm just going to put it now. There might be a language discretion in here, because I'm just going to warn you now. Viewer discretion, language-wise, is advised. And we're going to start off with something I have done over the past couple weeks and put all 32 starting quarterbacks going into this league year, 32 to 1, and I'm going to go through them and we're going to get the boys' reactions. Look, I'm not, let's not say anything until he's done. All right. Oh, you gotta let the man finish. I am going to go from 30. Here's what we're going to do. I'm not going to run them off at once. I'm going to go from 32 to 25. We'll break them down and go from there. Okay. All right. At 32, Cincinnati Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow. Number 31, Washington Redskins. Crap. Washington football team quarterback Dwayne Haskins. Um, 30, Gardner Minshew quarterback. Jacksonville Jaguars, Ryan Fitzpatrick, quarterback Miami Dolphins, Sam Darnold, Tyrod Taylor, Derek Carr, and Ryan Tannehill. That is 32 through 25. You don't have a lot of argument with me, man. I really don't. I mean, I'm okay with that. I mean, the only one I kind of struggled with was like, I wanted to put Tua in Fitzpatrick, but Fitzpatrick's going to be starting. Yeah. Carr is just, I don't know. I've never been a big fan of him. I don't know. I just never really watched him up this game. Um, So, yeah, we're pretty much all in a grants. Um, (laughs) That's probably the only time we're going to be in a grants. This will be 24 through 19. 24, Daniel Jones. 23, Nick Foles. 22, Drew Locke. 21, Teddy Bridgewater. 20, Josh Allen. 19, Baker Mayfield. Baker's too high to get his ass out of there. Excuse my French. You're, Wait, is this is this based on last year only? This is this is personally for me going year. into this year based off the last okay. couple years. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Get him out of there. Dude. This is where we start to go. I'm going 18 through 11. 18. Jimmy Garoppolo. 17. Jared Goff. 16, Cam Newton. 15, Kyler Murray. 14, Kirk Cousins. 13, Matthew Stafford. 12, Phillip Rivers. 11, Big Ben Roethlisberger. All right. Kyler Murray. Who's below Kyler Murray? Who's below Kyler Murray? All right. As in... Who's 16 or 14? Kirk Cousins. You said, you said Kirk Cousins. Yeah, it's Kirk Cousins. I, I think... Yeah. I don't think Kirk Cousins is above Kyler Murray right now. But that's just my opinion. But yeah, I like it. God, I mean, I'm I like a, it. The next two names out of my mouth are going to start a fire. Y'all got to let me finish. Okay? God help me. Number 10, Dak Prescott, Dallas Cowboys. Number 9, Carson Wentz. Eight, Matt Ryan. Seven, Aaron Rodgers. Six, Deshaun Watson. Five, Brady. Four, Breeze. Three, Lamar. Two, Russell Wilson. One, Patrick Mahomes. All right, I'm shutting up now. 
Y'all go ahead. I'll 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 pitch in later, maybe. I'm too happy right now. <laughs> go ahead, Buddha. Sorry, Buddha. Someone else talk. <laughs> look, look, we've been over this before on multiple occasions. Carson Wentz is better than Dakota Rain Prescott. Get the freak out of here! On what basis? The brother can't finish the season and play all the way to the end. Dude, okay, but look, but look here, but look here, but look here. You made it to the playoffs, you heard. And I know, ooh, I say this all the time. However, then we can talk. Carson Wentz 100% healthy, and who he has had to deal with the team that he's been, he's been surrounded by. Dak Prescott could not perform at the same level that Carson Wentz has. Whatever, dude. You're Whatever. telling me you're telling me that Dak Prescott would have made the playoffs with the team Philly had last year? No. I don't care about your team. I don't care about your team. Y'all ever put compares well, I can compare because we made the playoffs. Y'all didn't. Y'all were at home. I don't care. You know what happened after y'all the next week I lost in the wild card? You lost. Okay, to the Seahawks. A, you know a really doing? good team. You know what you're doing you're sitting at home. So who cares? Hey, it's hey. the past. This is what we're talking about this year's season. Carson making Wentz the playoffs. Making the playoffs is better Dak than not making the playoffs. Oh, Dak's putting up record numbers last year. He's only going to climb with CD Lamb, dude. We're going to talk about it later. One of the yeah, and I can't wait. I can't wait. League. You're wrong. You're wrong on that too, bud. Okay, Carl, it. your thoughts. In the My thoughts? Um... Garbage, man. He's garbage. He's gonna be a cat. He's gonna be a trash can in week six. Be quiet. Be quiet. Now be quiet. Let Carl talk. Let Carl talk. Chill out. Uh, Personally, I don't see a problem. I mean, just from the outside, I believe that they're both pretty interchangeable at this point in their careers. Um, Since I have no vetting interest in them. Do I think Carson Wentz is the better quarterback? Yes. Dak Prescott is the better overall football player. That's what does fair. that mean, though? What does that, how does that, what does that mean? I think Dak makes better decisions with the ball. I think his football IQ is a little higher than Carson Wentz. I think Carson Wentz is a better thrower of the ball. Yeah, but Dak's already told, showed everyone that his throwing mechanics are much better. Especially but look who he's throwing to. It, that's I don't care if he's throwing, too. He's been throwing great. He's been throwing great. But last season, he was throwing great. That's why okay, here's my long. thing. Here's my thing. And I agree with Carl on this 100%. I think Carson throws better. I think Dak makes better decisions. I agree. And I agree. Dak, Dak does. So what does it, so it come down to? That, make, that means Dak's the better quarterback. All right. All right. We're going to actually get into a topic now before cussing starts coming out of here because that's going to happen later. Carl, since this topic has pretty much been in the thing for about five weeks, we're going to talk about the Los Angeles Chargers and their life after Phillip Rivers. All right, boys. Um, Yeah, as Ian said, I've been sitting on this topic for four, four and a half, five weeks, something like that. Um, how do you feel about the Chargers moving forward without Philip Rivers after everything he did for that team? How do uh, you feel? Um, I think it's better for him, honestly. Um, it's no lie. <laughs> Philip Rivers couldn't take care of the ball last year. 
wasn't all his fault because, you know, no time to throw out there in L.A., which is why they went and got Trey Turner from us. Um, but, yeah, I think it'll work out better for him. They have one of the most underrated receiving cores in the league. Yeah, we'll get to that, we'll get to that topic later. Um, I, th- I think the world of Mike Williams, and I think Keenan Keenan Allen's a top-ten receiver in the league. Um, they, then they've got Austin Eckler at running back, which I think was a smart decision keeping him over Melvin Gordon. Um, yeah, offensively they're pretty fine. It's just, and you now look at their quarterback room, uh, Tyrod Taylor, who I've always thought the world of. He's a vet. He doesn't turn the ball over a lot. But he's also behind an iffy offensive line. But the Chargers do have one of the best defenses in the NFL. Top 10. But um, as far as... And then obviously the Chargers went out and uh, grabbed Justin Herbert out of Oregon with a sixth overall pick this past April. Um, If they have any brains, they let him sit behind Tyrod for a year and then take the reins next year. Tyrod can teach him a lot. Uh, Herbert needs to get his pass mechanics, his footwork and his decision-making up to the NFL level, and I think Tyrod could be a big part in that. Um, I will go through the stats here in a little bit, but uh, here you go, Dolby Boo, to take the floor. Um, yeah, so I think Rivers is going to be tremendous, or is just winning-wise will be better. Um, I think he's going to be the same quarterback, um, and he's been a solid quarterback for the Chargers. It's just... I don't think they were surrounded him enough with enough weapons and plus injury last year had a lot to do with um, why they weren't good and they kind of were their own worst enemy last year um, just beating themselves but with the Chargers yeah Biggie you kind of touched on a lot of things I put um, they got Keenan Allen Mike Williams Hunter Henry um, on the offensive side and they got Tyrod and Herbert um, I think one thing that's going to hurt Herbert um, if Tyrod gets hurt or something because he doesn't have any experience yet with the preseason games being canceled. Um, so all he has is... He needs to let him play. Right? I know. I'm, sa- I'm saying, though, that... Um, so if he has to step in, the only thing he experiences he'll have is scrimmages and practice. But, um, yeah, I think Tyrod should, should play all year unless he's just not performing at a high level at all or he gets injured. But, um, I don't know. I think the, with the Chargers, though, it's... Their division's really tough, I think, um, for them to win. They got the Raiders, the Broncos, and then you have the Chiefs, of course. Um, You know, honestly, I think even if Tyrod's struggling, they need to keep him in for for Herbert's own benefit. Yeah, but they either need to keep Tyrod in until they're good, or they just need to keep Tyrod in until they suck. My thing with with Tyrod, he's the dog of quarterback, and he's never really looked at that often because it seems like whenever he plays well, he gets pulled out immediately, which is the weirdest thing ever. It's like you're playing a little game, as like a rec basketball team. You make a three-point shot and can't do it. You got taken out. Um, it's like, oh, you scored. See, yes, but don't don't forget the Lamar situation with Flacco. That's, it could be the same thing. Once, uh, I mean, you got pushed I, there. See, here, here's kind of my thing, and obviously I've watched Justin Herbert play more than any of you three. So dog. Here's my thing about Herbert, and... There were games in the... I'm just going to use last year as an example because I'm going off last year's tape. There were games where he couldn't make a wrong decision. Auburn uh, Auburn game, he was great. The Rose Bowl, he was great. The Pac-12 title game, he was great. But the loss against Arizona State, that man didn't know what he was doing. 
His decision-making was awful. And this was with Oregon last year, who had the best line in the country. Um, so, yeah, I think Herbert – I think he's going to be a fine quarterback at the NFL level. I think he'll actually be pretty good because he's got – the Chargers have so many weapons surrounding him. But I do think he needs to sit. And if he does come into league action this year, I hope it's not until the later half of the year. I really want Tyrod to stay healthy for not only Tyrod's sake, but also Herbert's sake, because I think the world of Justin Herbert, and I want him to succeed. What is, um, is people don't think about nearly enough is that Philip Rivers has never missed a start in his career. He's a dog. He's a he's an absolute like road warrior. And Pretty he sure hasn't playoff game with a torn ACL one time, like a whole playoff game. That's incredible. Um, uh, if I remember correctly, that was the 2007 AFC title game against the undefeated Patriots. Yeah, and that's one of the greatest. The, the 06 Chargers is one of the greatest NFL teams no. that never did anything. Crazy stuff, dude. Their talent level was... Here's awesome. the thing about the, that team, though. The Like, the 05 through 08 Chargers teams own the Colts. No offense. Oh, I agree. Y'all couldn't beat them to save y'all's lives. Um, let's see. Uh, 60,000 passing yards, 397 touchdowns, 198 interceptions, and a lot of those came later in his career. He's just throwing the ball up at this point in time. Um, he only has five career playoff wins, though. Here's the thing, though. Something, he's not going to be able to throw the ball up in Indianapolis because he doesn't have a big man. Uh Uh-uh. You got T.Y., you got Michael Pittman. Who's 6'4", or something like that. Who's y'all's tight end? Jack Doyle. Jack Doyle slash Trey Burton. So, yeah, not much there. Now, what Phillip Rivers will have in Indianapolis that he hasn't had in uh, L.A. and San Diego for years is the Colts have the league's best offensive line. Indeed. And not only that, they have the best lineman in the league in Quentin Nelson. They have an underrated backfield. He has more in Indianapolis than he's had in years in uh, San Diego slash L.A. Um, and that I'll let Carl continue yeah. with the stats here real quick, but I think Phillip Rivers will take down the interception count and the Colts will win the AFC South in 2020. Agreed. We just need Phillip Rivers to take care of the ball. That's that's all we need. We, we should win the division fairly handily because the AFC South is just a mess. You got the Jags. <clears throat> You got the Titans, who I have been saying for months are going to take a downfall. And then you don't trade away the second best receiver in the National Football League and and you don't regress when you trade away the second best guy in the league. Yeah. I also got Watson, though. Yeah. I also think that moving forward, the Chargers will be okay. I mean, I don't know about this season, but I know that within the next couple of years, they're going to be okay. Um, them moving to this new stadium is going to help a lot because they had the lowest attendance in the league by far. Well, it's hard to get attendance when you play in a soccer, in a soccer, in a soccer stadium, stadium that you fill with more away fans because you give away tickets than you do home yeah. fans. Also, one thing about, you know, I mentioned Tyrod. I think they should still leave him in if Tyrod's sucking because what's it going to hurt if you suck so bad, you get the number two overall pick. What's better to re- what's better to take Penny Sewell at number two overall and put him back with Herbert? Or take a or take a 
a piece for your defense or take Jamar Chase or something like that. So yes, I personally you want, to, you want to get Herbert some experience though on the field. Oh, yeah, I, I, I think I the, the lack of preseason is gonna hurt the rookies a lot. But, oh, but I don't think you pull Tyrod unless he gets hurt. Yeah. Here's my thing. It's like you're gonna have so many teams trying to be bad this year, especially with what's happening right now. You had Micah Parsons has opted out. Gregory Russo has opted out. We talked about Caleb Farley last week. Um, honestly, and we've talked about this, I don't see either of the top three quarterbacks opting out. I don't see Trevor Lawrence doing it, I don't see Fields doing it, and I don't see Trey Lance doing it. Um, when you look, you're going to have so many teams trying to tank for Fields and Lawrence. Because there are some people who put Justin Fields over Trevor Lawrence, and I'm not kidding. Um, here's the thing. Here's the thing. The Jags are going to be trying to suck. The Panthers are going to be trying to suck. Well, maybe. Who... Who knows? They don't even know what they're doing. Um, Thank you, Trevor. And then you got the Washington football team, the Giants. It's going to be an interesting year. But here's the thing about the Chargers. And uh, this was brought up by Delby. They've got a lot of talent. They've got one of the most underrated secondaries in the entire league. Especially now with adding Chris Harris. Underrated running back as well. No, yeah, Austin no. Eckler's underrated. But, no, Melvin going left. Oh, yeah, so yeah, their yeah, division is Vegas, who isn't going to be very good. Denver, who is going to be a playoff team, in my opinion. And, well, I'm not going to talk about the Chiefs. We know about the Chiefs. They're going to be Super Bowl contenders. They're going to be in the AFC title game. We are not going to – that's simple. So I think the Chargers might finish last or third. But I think they've got a lot of talent. I think the world of Anthony Lynn, that was a great hire. Still is. He's, he's, he's one of the, the better coaches in the league. Um, Without a doubt. But, I mean, when you look at Phillip Rivers, played 16 years, as Carl said, threw for 60,000 yards, has a 64% completion percentage in 16 seasons. With that funky throwing motion that he's yeah. always had. Too. And he has 397 touchdowns. Now, as Carl said, he's been on 11 playoff games. He's only won five and has 14 touchdowns and 10 picks. You throw 10 picks in playoff games, you're not getting the really Super Bowl. No. Uh, he was 121-101 in his career with the Chargers. Eight-time Pro Bowler, won 2013 AP Comeback Player of the Year. Is the Chargers' all-time leader in wins, yards, and touchdowns. Uh, then you got Tyrod coming in. He's played for Baltimore, Buffalo, Cleveland, and was spent last year behind Phillip Rivers. Nine seasons, he's thrown for over 9,500 yards, a 61% completion percentage, and 54 touchdowns. He's 23-21-1 as a starter, most of those coming in Buffalo. But the man has a winning record as a starting quarterback. That's why he's going to be starting. How um, old is Tyrod now? 28, 29? Yeah, he's in the high 20s. Just to go over Herbert. He's still got some tread. He should have plenty of tread left. Yeah. The thing is, like, it's not like he's lost too much athleticism. Right. Yeah, and just to go over Herbert's stats real quick. Um, four seasons at Oregon. He threw for over 10,000 yards, 64% completion percentage, and 95 touchdowns. He also added 13 rushing touchdowns, three in the Rose Bowl. What's really funny, everybody looks at his college record, 29-14 as a starter. But people don't understand, when he came in his freshman year in 2016 at Oregon, Oregon was one of the worst teams in the country. They were were abysmal. 
atrocious and that wasn't even like the player's fault that started at the top oh yeah mark helfrich we don't talk about mark helfrich and then he had to deal with willie taggart for a year i don't want to talk about that. don't even get started mario cristobal is the best thing to ever happen to the university of oregon but that's kind of herbert stats i just wanted to but i mean on defense, Derwin James, Joey Bosa, Casey Hayward, Chris Harris, Desmond King Jr., Melvin Ingram. I mean, here's the thing with their here's the thing with their offense. Their offense is going to struggle, but their defense is is the defense is going to win them games. Right. So yeah. That's, All right. Before we before we leave off, yes or no, Philip Rivers Hall of Fame. Yes. Yes. Uh. So. Not, not first ballot, though. Not first ballot. Not first ballot. No. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Tom will eventually get him. Just because his numbers, his numbers. Yes. I always liked him as a player. I like Parson Crabs people. Yeah, the yeah. videos of him talking crap to these guys are like twice as bad. Or the greatest thing ever. Bro, I can't wait till he start, tries to do that with J.J. Watt. <laughs> J.J.'s hurt all the time, though. So it's only his problem. He'll probably hang it up here soon. All right, I'm... All right, now we're going to move on to a team I'm familiar with, considering we play them twice a year. Tampa Bay and their improvement this offseason with signing a bunch of retirement home guys. I'm just kidding. Um, no, you're not. <laughs> yes, I am. I'm kidding. <laughs> this isn't the Saints. I don't derange. So, uh, this topic belongs to Delby, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, so, um, I wrote some notes on this, but I want y'all to talk first. Um, so my topic for it is, like, what do y'all think, um, like, how do you think the Bucks will perform in 2020 success-wise? So, with making the playoffs, um, winning their division, possibly making a Super Bowl run, making it to the Super Bowl, uh, Okay. Or missing the playoffs, I don't know what you think. Right. But... Um, I'll start since they're in my division. Um, Tampa Bay has been the rum bottom barrel. Any other words you can think of for the bottom of something of the NFC South for over a decade now? It's been, if you look, they haven't won the division in a long time. The Saints, Falcons, and Panthers have owned the NFC South for the last 10 years. It's been one of those three. And Tampa, I guess this offseason, finally had enough. Um, they went out and franchise tag Shaquille Barrett, their pass rusher, who... That man is insane. Who, who was like 87 in the 100 list, by the way, when he had 19 and a half sacks. Um, so, they franchise tag Shaquille Barrett. They let Jameis Winston walk to New Orleans. Um... So they finally decided to, you know, start fresh. And where did they go? They go out and sign one of the best quarterbacks to ever play this game, Tom Brady from the Patriots. Then they coerced the Patriots to also give them Gronkowski. They go out and draft Tristan Wirfs, uh, the best offensive tackle prospect, even though he was like the third off the board. Um, And they've always been pretty solid on defense. Secondary, young. Secondary is the issue, and Carolina has the same issue. You having a young secondary in the NFC South is a problem. Um, Especially when you got 
receivers like New Orleans, us, and the Falcons have. Um, but they've always been pretty solid up front defensively, and at the linebacker position, they have the most one of the most underrated linebackers in the league in Levante David, who was the 100th player in the top 100 list. Um, if if y'all were curious, want to know our thoughts on the top 100 list? We covered that last week. Um, Garbage. Yeah. Uh, Tampa Bay's been pretty stout offensively line-wise. Um, there, there's still a big question at the running back position. I don't really think Ronald Jones is it, but they went out and signed Shady, but man didn't even start in the Super Bowl, so I don't know. Yeah. One thing Brady's going to have going for him alongside Gronk is the two-headed monster that is in Tampa Bay with uh, Mike Evans and Good- Goodwin. Godwin. 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 Um, yeah, I think you putting Mike Evans on slant routes is going to be death to pretty much every single major cornerback in the league. But to answer your question, but to answer your question, no, they do not win the NFC South. Yes, they will make the playoffs. Yes, they will win a wild card game, but no, they will not get to a conference title game. Would they make the playoffs under the not new format? Yes, they would make the playoffs under the not new format. I, I agree. The not new format. Why can't I just say old? But that's whatever. yeah, that's fine. But yeah, <laughs> um, I I think they make the playoffs. I think they win a playoff game, but I just with Seattle and San Francisco. The NFC is loaded. The NFC is just too loaded, and I mean you got, and I'm putting Philly and Dallas in the same situation here because either one of them could make a run at the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, guaranteed. So you got the winner of the NFC East. Actually, you could put both of them in there for because they're both going to make the playoffs. Eagles, yeah. Cowboys, Saints, Bucks, 49ers, Seahawks, Packers, Vikings. I mean, it's stacked. I just think the one thing I think is going to kill Tampa is that young secondary, especially I just I see them making the playoffs. I see them winning the playoff game, but I see them losing in the divisional round when they got to go up against a Seattle or a San Francisco or a team like that. Do you want to go, Buddha? Yeah, that's fine. I mean, the Bucks they haven't really been relevant since Gruden was there. Um, Mood. I agree. But they kind of did. And to be fair, even Gruden. No, they went relevant. They went irrelevant, like, irrelevant to relevant like that when they got like, Brady. Like, it was the fact that Everything's in their favor now. Like it seems like Belichick's working for the Bucks or something because everything's working for them. Like they get an idealistic offensive lineman in the draft, really good pick. You're going to surround one of the best quarterbacks of all time with another safety right now, kind of guy. Kind of help him out. Make sure he doesn't get hurt. Make sure you protect him. Um, I would hope and- so. Who is Tampa's backup anyway? Quarterbacks? Yeah. I don't, I don't like it up. Maybe. Blaine Gabbert. Oh, my Lord. The GOAT Blaine Gabbert. Which is awful. Um, dude, and then Gronk comes out of retirement. He's like, oh, yeah, of course I'm going to play with Brady. So now they're dominant right there. Their defense is, I mean, yeah, they're pretty decent. But I still think they have a chance at getting to the Super Bowl. I mean, I, I don't think that it's not possible. No, it's I, definitely possible. I, I, I just don't see be, it. I, I probably think they'll probably get to maybe the uh, championship. Like the NFC Championship game, potentially. 
I can see that. I really could. Um, part of me has wondered that with Brady signing there, I wonder if he knew Gronk was going to come the whole time. Or, I, I felt that since he signed there. Most definitely, dude. He knew. That of, he knew that Gronk was going to come with him. Yep. Um, part of me believes that, too. I mean, and, nope. If there's a coach in the league that doesn't get enough credit, it's Bruce Arians. I agree. Also, yep. like, I'm just going to say this once because if I talk about it more, it's going to tr- it's gonna get me up. Oh, no. Bruce Arians, the B.A. nickname, that 2015 Cardinals team is one of the most overhyped teams in the in recent memory. Was that the... That was the 2015... Was that the Larry Fitzgerald miracle in the playoffs? Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. That was the Carson Palmer team that I had to hear about all year that was going to be better than us and that was going to kick our ass in the NFC title game and then they got whipped by like 35 points in the NFC title game. Ugh, I, I hate that Cardinals team. Yeah. Anyway, Bruce Arians, um, when he stepped in for Chuck Pagano in Indy when Chuck got sick, I thought he was he's very good. The, the, I, the style of offense that he runs, though, I don't feel... It's- it's Brady at this point in Brady's career because he can't vertically throw the ball as far. But if anybody's going to make it work, it's going to be Tom Brady. Um, yeah, I agree. I don't think they win the division. They make the playoffs. Um, I don't know how far they go. I, I, I lean with Buddha that they could go a lot further than most people would say just because of Tom Brady is leading the team, essentially. He knows what he's doing when he gets to the playoffs. He's not going to make stupid decisions. We know that. He's not going to lose them games, is what I'm saying. But I think the biggest thing with that is the lack of experience of the rest of the team. I agree. He did He did say, he was quoted earlier as saying that learning the offense was really hard because he hasn't had to learn a new offense his entire career. I'll say this, though. If him and Gronk can re-hit that magic, there could be a way. I'm going to tell you the only way Tampa Bay wins the NFC South. If Drew Brees, Michael Thomas, and Alvin Kamara all get hurt. I disagree, dude. I think... Oh, dude, the Saints choke when... But, look, but, but let me that tell you something. No, no, no. The Bucks finished, yes, the Bucks yeah. finished 7-9 and nine last year with Jameis Winston throwing 30 interceptions. 30 for 30. So, look, and so Buddha, what I'm saying I see is, it. look what they added, and look what they have, and I think Here's the thing, Buddha. the division is serious. Buddha, I, I and I see your point about the Saints choking. Nobody likes seeing that more than I do. But that's playoffs. We're not. This is the regular season. Saints have gone 13 and three the past three years. Each of the past three years. So, to me, I could see Tampa winning the division. I don't think they will. And until I see this team on on the field play up to what they look like on paper, the Saints are still the favorite. Yeah. Yep. I agree. Agreed, my friend. I agree. Um, there's also another thing with Tampa that doesn't really get really talked about. They've had they have a lot of kicking issues. Like they've yeah. gone like over kickers almost as much as the Bears have, not to the degree Chicago has their issues with. Yeah, it's like the comparison to the Yankees pitching staff. <laughs> Mood. <laughs> oh my yeah, that's why we're leaving out five run against the Phillies. Um, but no, their kicking is an issue. I think their punting is fine. Their special teams are fine. But as Carl said, they're really young in the secondary. 
They're very, they're a very young team, just in general. That is one hundred percent why they, of course, went out and got Antoine Winfield Jr. in the second round. Um, I think that might bite them because Tampa Bay last year um, had a lot of issues with Christian McCaffrey, which who didn't? But yeah, um, in the first game they held him under a hundred yards of total offense. You want to know why? Because Carolina because thought he it was a, the ball eighty-seven times in week one. Yeah, <laughs> and, Biggie, number six. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah. dude. What? I'm talking about how they ranked him number six in the top one hundred. Yeah, we're messy, not gonna. How mad he was. Gonna get mad. We're <laughs> not gonna get to those. Oh, oh, wait, 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 wait! I almost forgot. Don't, My don't God. say it. Don't say it. Don't <laughs> say it. Don't say I it. didn't say it. I'm just I'm saying. Just, um, it's, it's, hey, you can see, say the it. People, hey, guess what? The players realize. No. Oh, no. We ain't on this now. All right. Enough. Um, <laughs> Never enough. Um, but, yeah. Um, but here's the thing with Tampa. Outside of Shaquille Barrett and Levante David, I mean, yeah, you got Vita Vey, but Tampa's going to have to win games based on this offense. Is which I think is possible. I mean, you got Brady, Gronk, Evans, Godwin. Um, who's? And then I think I'll, they'll be significantly better next year compared to this year. Yeah, I first think year. They can get Brady back for twenty twenty one. Yep. That they'll be a an absolute unit. Yep. Um, I I mentioned Alvin Kamara, and I want to go into something real quick. The twenty twenty one running back free agent class. Are the Saints <laughs> gonna have the money to pay him? Well, I mean, the Chiefs just locked up a half a billion dollar quarterback. I'm pretty sure these teams will find money somewhere. Yeah. That's too much money. Um, Oh, yeah, that's Tampa Bay. Uh, We're going to, okay, I'm going to go in the mine because I got to prepare myself for the final topic. Um, Please. Oh, just so y'all know. I have no research on Buddhist topics, so it's just going to be off the top I, of my head. Done nothing. Um, no, I have. I've done some research. Oh, I don't doubt that at all. Coming off, coming off the dome. All right. Um, I'm going to let you all talk about it first, like kind of how we've been doing, but the Philadelphia Eagles addressed a massive need this post-offseason. They were one of the league's worst pass d- defenses last year. They ranked 22nd out of 32. Not good. Um, especially being in a division with you got the a Giants receiving core that's very underrated. Um, you have w- with Washington a w- you have a rising star in Terry McLaurin, and then the Cowboys monster trio or potential monster trio. Because I'm not saying something about C. Lamb because he hasn't played a snap yet. Um, but I think they filled a massive need. And what did they do? They went out and got a top-five corner in the league in Darius Slay from Detroit for only a third and fifth-round pick. I did not look who Detroit ended up taking with those picks this past draft. Um, but I think it was a pretty good fit. Uh, I'm going to let Delby take it since it's his team. Yeah, so what you said, it, the corner position really, really needed to be addressed. And I think every Philadelphia Eagles fan knew how bad our secondary was and I've I'm all I've always been hard on our secondary because of just how bad they've been um 
even even in our Super Bowl winning year, they were okay, but they weren't great. Um, and also, but, before you go on, here's the thing: the best member of your secondary went to New Orleans a free agency before y'all went and got this man. He did. He did. And that's the thing, though, too. Um, our secondary was is kind of well, I guess, to that position. Um, he was kind of old, um, but um, I don't know. I like I like our defense coordinator Schwartz. Uh, the thing I like about him is he likes our defense to be versatile, which I love a lot. Um, so picking up Darius Slay, I think a lot of people think he's gonna um, be on the number one receivers um, that we play every team. But um, Schwartz said he doesn't know what um, Slay's gonna be um, doing. Um, he said it could be 75% of the time he's on the number one, 50%, um, just because he likes to mix it in there and see um, how to play against other teams, which I think can give other teams a hard time because we got Jalen Mills. We got we picked up Kevon Wallace from Clemson. Um, got Sidney Jones, McCloyd and Maddox. Um, and the overall defense, I think, is good. We got young linebackers. Uh, we got our interior defensive line figured out and the safety position fixed, too. We moved Mills also, to safety. Also going to say, um, along with the two that you already have and a guy you added in free agency. Coleman. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles have the deepest defensive tackle room in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I think the pickup was good. I'm, I'm a little worried about his age because he's – He's 30, um, and so I think it's a relic. But, but I think, I mean, I think the defense is going to be, I think having him is going to be good to, um, to have a number one cornerback finally um, that can, that has proven and can prove that he can lock down receivers with how loaded Dallas is. And What are y'all going to do when y'all play um, a team that has at least two good receivers? What are you going to do then? I told you, we have other, like we have, a good depth at um, young depth at uh, DB. We got, like I said, Jalen. We got Jalen Mills, the safety now. Kevon Wallace from Clemson. We got Sidney Jones, a great man-on-man uh, corner, uh, and we got McCord and Maddox. I mean, and, and we got that defensive line and that can. I um, and I actually do agree. well against offensive lines. I so. agree with both of you, but I do agree with Buddha on this one topic. It's going to be very hard to defend Dallas's receiving trio this year. It will. It's going to be difficult. For anybody, though. Oh, it's not just for y'all. For anybody they play. Because... If there's a team in that division that's going to do well against Dallas, it's going to be Philadelphia because... Yeah. I think Washington's have a better chance. Honestly. Stop. Stop. Don't. This is going to piss me off. Don't do it. Don't. Don't. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. (laughs) To be fair, Ricardo, the other teams in this division are the unlucky Giants and the Washington team that doesn't have a name. So, yeah, I mean, but um, yeah, Carl, take the. Darius um, Slay was definitely a good pickup. It was definitely needed, um, just to add the veteran presence, the superstar presence to the secondary. Um. And as Delby said, Jim Schwartz wanting to mix up coverages and keep him all over the field, unlike they were doing in Detroit, where if they were in man or zone, you could always key on it because Darius Slay would move. 
I'm telling you, I'm telling you, man. If he didn't, they were in zone. I'm telling you, and man. If I'm a off. young NFL prospect, I don't want to go anywhere near the Detroit Lions. No. Um, Nowhere near. Because, let me just look at it. Darius Slade. I'm surprised Matthew Stafford will stay there for as long as he had after what they've done to him. Yeah, he's, he's definitely uh, stuck in there, man. He's, he has. I mean, look what happened with Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson. That's all that yeah. needs to be said we right there. That's all yeah. that needs to be said right there are those two names. But, yeah, I think it's a good, um, definitely good signing. It needed to be done. They, the contract they gave him wasn't that bad, considering... What what or what they what he they inherited I should say from uh, Detroit and from everything that I see they traded the one pick they got down and they ended up drafting Quintez uh, receiver with the other also I'm fine with what the Eagles gave up to give him gave up to get him because Detroit has shown over the years that they can't draft at all they no. took a tight end last year who played. Okay, <clears throat> at nine overall. Yeah. Who course did they take this year? Oh, Okuda. Okuda. I'm an idiot. Okuda. Ohio State. You, see, no, but here's okay. what's going to happen. Okuda's going to turn into an all-pro corner, and then he's going to want to leave, too. Nah, dude, Detroit's going to turn it around, bro. You watch. <laughs> no, dude, there's a lot Detroit's got to have to do to turn it around. They got those. Wait, didn't you say that there, a lot of their receivers opted out for the season? Am I? Didn't you say uh, that? No. No, I think like the receiver is still there. Delby, you know what I'm most excited about with the Darius Slay pickup for the Philadelphia Eagles? Uh, no. The fact that when our receiving core just absolutely torches y'all, there can't be any any excuses. Uh, well, I mean, the, the amount of talent y'all have, the amount of players we have, it, it shouldn't be equivalent. Mm-hmm. Okay, y'all have Darius Slay. He's this great corner. Y'all have somebody. I'm not gonna touch. I'm not gonna touch on your receiving core, because Amari is a dog. Gallup is a is a dog above average or league average receiver, and Ceedee Lamb has yet to play a snap in your system. Okay. I'm not gonna touch on it yet because that's the next topic. Next topic. But man, I can't wait to talk about it. I have been waiting all day. You don't have to worry about the tight end. They don't have one. Exactly. <laughs> Blake Jarwin ain't it. He isn't. Um, but uh, yeah. Uh-huh. No, but the thing is, is that yeah, Dallas's receiving core is really good. Uh, there's still not the the weapons on the team that you have to worry about. It's the man in the backfield that's going to cause all Zeke. the problems. Zeke Zeke gives problems to us every year. I gotta admit that he does. He's, he's, he's the top three running back in the league. He's so. looking to average about four yards a pop and four yards a carry, so I don't care. He gets a, Now, he gets here's the, the main the, thing that I see people argue about Zeke, and it's incredibly totally wrong. Like, yeah, you can have a good offensive line, but if you don't know where to attack, then a good offensive line doesn't mean anything. Look at Trent Richardson. I don't want to talk about that. Okay? <laughs> Zeke is a top three back behind Christian McCaffrey and Saquon. Agreed. So, there's no denying that. And Zeke tears up a lot of offenses. But, there's one thing with Zeke that I've always said. Sometimes, he doesn't kind of have it full 100% have it. I agree with you, brother. I I agree. He does does kind of phone it in sometimes later in games. Which, I mean, sometimes, granted, he was kind of win, but I I feel like whatever. Uh, No, stop. Stop it like, now. Don't do that. Don't. 
Do not do that. Do not say it's an excuse. It's an excuse, and I can't stand it. I will not let you sit here and say that. It's not an excuse anymore. It's fine because we've got the great dual threat at running back with Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott. Oh my God. Oh my. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm not gonna make any excuses. All right. We. Uh, right. a duo. Are you kidding me? A duo. <laughs> Stop. Yeah, you can't say okay. Okay, hold on. So, people that are listening to the podcast, I would just like to know, Carl, you to know, Carl spent the last 15 seconds with his head on the table. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just go ahead and roll the next topic, No, we still know. Not yet. Hold on. Um, yeah, Darius Slay. I think it was a great pickup for Philly. Uh, they did sign him to a three-year, $85 million extension. Happy for him. Which, he's going to be 33 by the end of that deal. So, something that had to be done, but I don't know. Um, like I, I, I've already talked on Philly's ridiculous, horrible pass defense last year. Um, no one on that secondary had more than two picks, and they were consistently burned week in and week out. Uh, Slay in seven seasons in Detroit had 347 tackles, 19 interceptions, a forced fumble, and 104 pass deflections, and he started 94 out of 103. Um, in 2017, he was a first-team All-Pro, eight interceptions, and 26 pass deflections. Um, he's been a, he's made the Pro Bowl the past, all of the past three years. Uh, we've talked about the other receiving units in the NFC East. I'm excited um, for what Schwartz is going to do. I love, I love Jim Schwartz. I'm, I'm so excited. So it should be interesting for what Schwartz does with him. Um, I don't think he's going to be on the number one all the time, like y'all said. Yeah. Especially I against, don't think he is especially either. against Dallas. Um, the one thing you got to worry about with the Eagles is having this number one corner. While it is great, the Eagles sometimes struggle getting pass rushes. And their Leonard linebacking core isn't great. No. It's, young. It's young. Yeah. It's young. I won't say that it's not great. They're just now, they develop together. It also helps having the second best defensive tackle in the league in Fletcher Cox, who's getting triple teamed almost every snap. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's a good pickup. Um I definitely think it boosts them. I definitely think it helps and Buddha over here is smiling like a buffoon. Um <laughs> All right, all right. Screw it. I'm done. Next topic. All right. Fewer dis- fewer discretion is advised. Buddha, this is your topic. Carl and I are just gonna sit back for this. Actually, I'm just gonna go first, just so I can get it over with. Buddha, what yes. is that exactly? Is the topic? All right, brother. So Amari Cooper, you know the all-pro receiver for the Dallas Cowboys, said in an interview that. Cooper called CeeDee Lamb pick up great. And working out with him, said he was a quick learner and fundamentally sound. Said with he and Michael Gallup going for 1K last year, the expectation this year is 3K between them all. Um, to me, people say that's theoretically impossible. It's not going to happen. It's happened before. It's happened before. It's happened multiple times. The most recent one is two guys. Okay. Cardinals and Quadro. Okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Okay. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Me and Carl are going to get into this before y'all go at it. Here's the thing, though. For that to happen, something's got to change in the way y'all run an offense because... I agree. 
Y'all have been you run first Zeke. for a long time. You can't give Zeke twenty some touches a game and expect for receivers three to have receivers go over a thousand yards. Not passing game. I mean, not if the passing game's rolling. You bust it up right in the middle. Eight Still not gonna happen, bro. Yards. Twenty carries a game with three tutties. Hey, it'd be dope. Okay, you and me both know that's not happening every single game, but um, if it does, it's legendary. Yeah. Look, and I've stated on multiple stands, and I've gone with this in you on Xbox parties. Dallas not making the playoffs. I will give you so much crap. <laughs> um, oh, you will. Yeah. Everyone's. Uh, I I I'll take it too, bro. I deserve it. Uh, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um. I think it's possible. Do I think it happens? No. Because I, I think Zeke's going to have over 1,000 yards, and that's going to take away. I Honestly, if I had to give stat predictions, I think Amari goes over 1,300. I think Gallup is just under 1,000, and I personally think C.D. Lamb has a better year than Michael Gallup. I do, too. Um, I love that either way. C.D. Lamb is going to, If anybody has watched his tape in college, C.D., was a Wes Welker-type guy. Lined up in the slot, would make a slant, would catch the ball on a five-yard slant, and would take it to the end zone. He reminds me a lot of Odell Beckham Jr. That is not me saying that he's going to be like Odell Beckham Jr. Let's chill on that for a second. But I think he's got all the... I mean, I don't even know if that's even an over-exaggeration because Odell is great. But I think the fires of Odell being one of the greatest to ever do it are, are finally calmed down. Like I don't. Oh, think that ain't. That was never a thing. He's not that. He made probably one of the greatest catches of all time, but that's about it. One yeah. of? One of? You the, mean the greatest catch of all time? I don't know. The helmet catch was pretty dope. I gotta give it to the. I don't know. It was. It's just, just a thing with Giants receivers that just do things like that. No, see, and it's not just those two. If you go back to the second God. super. You go Nobody back to ever the second... talks about how bad the pass was for the helmet catch, yeah. by the way. By the way, you also go back to the second Super Bowl against the Patriots and that ridiculous sideline catch by Mario Manningham. Yeah. Both of those uh, throws, Eli Manning, they probably weren't one of the most accurate. They also made it like six... That second one was pretty freaking beautiful. The second one was dropped in the bucket. The first, the one to Tyree, he literally just threw just the ball. Just threw it up. <laughs> yes. Well, he, gave, he had to evade like three tackles. He did. He'd have blown that play dead three times before he threw the ball. Yeah. So, um... So, is the question, is it the best... Are they the best trio of receivers in the league? Yeah, so basically, are they the best... Are, are we just going receivers or are we going pass catches? Because I feel like the Buccaneers could end up having a better season. <laughs> yes. Yes. Are, is there, are we going great wide receivers or are we going with pass catchers? And no. We're going with anyone who catches the ball. That's how I viewed it. Yeah, because as we already talked about, Gronkowski's going to ball out because you know, yeah. he's the he's best tight end. And they don't have a running back that they need to give the ball to. <laughs> they, just, they just don't. Here's my thing. I think CD is better. I think he's going to have a better season than Gallup. I think Cooper's going to be Amari Cooper. He's top ten in the league for a reason. Um, I don't think they all get over 1,000 yards. I think it might go 1,300, 960, 850, something like that. Um, I just think with Zeke, who's probably going to have over 1,000 yards rushing and 500 yards receiving, I just think it is absolutely impossible to have an 1,000-yard back and three 1,000-yard receivers. 
And you also have to think that if Dallas is as good of it as a team as they are on paper, they won't need to throw the ball. Exactly. Also, if you have 3,000-yard so, receivers, you got Dak in the MVP is, conversation. Do they have the best trio in the league? That's basically the main what, and so I can't say that until I've seen CD play, though. Do they have the potential to be? Yes. But I haven't seen CD here play. Here is also the thing, and Buddha, I've touched on this with you. Just for the sake of debate here before Delby gets into his uh, counter thing with you. I don't know. He looks pretty calm right now. Don't, but, don't. y'all, here's my thing. Here's a nice statistic for you, boys. My quarterback, Ray Dakota Prescott, he's totaled at least 3,324 yards a season. Since his debut in 2016. Okay, hold on. Hold That's on. over 3,300 yards. That means that he could easily go up to three receivers and have less, less tight end touches because you have a Can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question? A serious question. A serious question. What's up? What have the Cowboys done since Dakota Rain Prescott has been there? What have they done? They played football. Yes, <laughs> that's fair. But, but but here's my deal. Not wrong. Here's my deal. He can he can have the pass the most passing yards in the league, throw that much. But he is not he he is not won or done anything. That's all I have to say. What has it won or done anything? He's not he's won more playoff games than your quarterback has, but because my quarterback's been hurt. Exactly. I don't give a flying crap. He's still better than your quarterback. It's all good. The cat. Has not nothing. It's all good. Can I? Can I have my counter argument to the trio, the best trio? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. One second. Let me say what I was going to say before you interrupted me. Um, Sorry. He threw threw, 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 four yards. Sorry. He threw four yards. Okay. Here's my thing. Just for the sake of debate, if Zeke has a thousand, and Y'all three of your receivers have a thousand yards. Dak Prescott's gonna win MVP because he's gonna have over fifty-two hundred yards passing. Let's go. That's just That's how it is. Rain Dakota Prescott. All right, I'm gonna stop talking. Y'all are gonna. This should be good. Go ahead. Well, the Cowboys don't even have the second best trio of receivers in the league. They're at number three. Who's above the bud besides the Bucks? Hold on, hold on, the, hold on. The Bucks and the Chiefs. And let me tell you why about the Chiefs after I talk about the Bucks. The Bucks and Carly talked about it. Chris Gobble, Mike Evans, and Gronk. Okay. Um, they added the highest rated graded wide receiver in FBS uh, the last two seasons with Tyler Johnson from Minnesota. And we we all know how good Gronk has been. If Gronk can come back and do what he's done in the past, Here's they're the going to be great. Not to cut and you off both quick, of them, but. If Gronk comes back in 50% of what he was. He's still a top 10 tighter. Yes. And with Carter saying they don't need to run the ball like the Cowboys do. Okay? The Cowboys don't run the ball. They won't win. Simple. Not anymore, bud. Buddha, do you believe that? Not anymore. No, personally, do you believe that? If Zeke if Zeke is done for the year, can, do you rely on, on Dak Prescott to take you to the playoffs? Yeah, because like I said... Even no. We, we have a regular, deep, some would say a pretty average to above average running back with Tony Pollard with the numbers he's put up. No, look, his numbers oh, hasn't lied. They really haven't. He's oh, my God. Now that, we have, now that we have that trio we have now with receiving, 
if Brett Blake Jarwin, he's one of the most slept-on tight ends in the game. When he's in, he's open. It's just that simple. He scored touchdowns. Every single time he touches the ball, he goes yard. That's the way he goes. That's how he goes. He reminds me a lot of Kittle. Therefore, I think that we don't need it. I mean, I want Ezekiel Elliott on my team. I'm never going to say, I don't want Ezekiel Elliott. I think we can play without him. That's bullcrap. Do we have the potential of doing it? Yeah, I think we can still be successful. I think we could. I don't. That's fine. Pollard still gets almost three and a half to four yards of carry. He does the same thing Zeke does. The the, the big old, the big ugly. That's why you don't pay running backs. That's what Coach Matt, you know how it was. That's what Coach Matt used to call in high school. The big uglies. Offensive line coach. Four yards, four, three, four yards of carry. That's all you need in a running back to keep it going. Establish play action. That's when you bust it. It's that simple. It's all we need. I'm saying, though, if if y'all lose Zeke, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. Um, and then you have Pollard to replace him. It's not gonna. It's not like a. Uh, but the Chiefs have it better because they have Tyreek, who, in my opinion, is the fourth or fifth best receiver in the league. Yep. They got Travis Kelsey, the second best tight end in the league, and then of course they have like Sammy Watkins, who's not amazing, but he's. CD Lamb hasn't played You're anything, and I'm not gonna say oh, no. CD Lamb's better than Sammy Watkins right now because. CD has yet to, to do Gallup? anything in the NFL. You're going to put Gallup below Watkins right now? No, I said CD Lamb. I never said anything about Gallup, but I will put Tyreek and I will definitely put Travis Kelsey over Gallup. Yes. I think CD will put up more yards than Kelsey will. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my. See, you want me to get upset. This is the thing. You really think that a tight end is going to. No. Yeah, the man averages over 1,000 yards a season. That's fine. Yes. I still think CD is going to have more yards than him. That's fine. Buddha. I just can't wait till they play, dude. I it's cool. Play. It's cool. Me either. But here's my deal. I, I think. Wait. Look, there's only one ball to throw around the field. Okay. Okay. Who's arguing with that? But my thing is, it's like yes, it's great to have those options on like at receiver. Yes, y'all have an amazing wide receiver, wide receiving core. Appreciate it. Great offensive line. Great running back. Yes. Yep. But. Dak can only th- throw it to one person, and I don't think... Give it to Zeke. Yeah, but you just said that if y'all didn't need Zeke to succeed. Um, That's like worst-case scenario. That's basically like talking about a scenario if he's hurt. If I play, I want him. What are you even talking about? I want him playing. Like, who, to I'm not the- saying that. I'm not saying that you shouldn't play him, or like you don't want to play him. I, I want him to play. He's just we're giving the ball. Okay, but I'm saying like... Oh. I don't think all three receivers are going to be freaking amazing and have upwards or above a thousand yards each. No, that's fine. And they don't. They're not. Produce and go see. Could could Dak play Jarwin? Could Dak succeed with teams cluing in on just him throwing the ball the way Patrick Mahomes does? Because teams know that the running game in Kansas City is not going to beat them. Does Dak win in Dallas with this team, with defenses not stacking boxes, with dropping six into coverage 85% of the time? That's simple. See, because here's the thing. The league's now establishing a point where if you don't run RPO, you're not going to survive. Basically, when you have when you bring out a lot of guys in the box, and you got you guys know as well as I do the base defense in the NFL is a nickel now. Exactly. Yep. So my thing is, you put a lot of guys out there in coverage, put this like the DB type players. 
what you're doing is you're establishing that little middle ground right there for the players. Oh, crap. I, Carl, to, Carl, to answer your question, if they queued in on Dak like they do Mahomes, to answer your question, not a chance. Sorry, 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 sorry. I deal with something right there. But So basically my point is with that, you drop those guys like that in the covers, those DBs a ton, you basically simplify it. That's when you start bringing out the RPO-type plays. That when you In that situation, you need a good player that's mobile, which is why there's a lot of mobile quarterbacks in this league. You need a good running back that can do it. You need a good, well, at least one wide receiver to throw it to simplify it, to simplify it to one read, the pass or throw at that point. You run a ton of RPOs against the Chiefs. That's and that's the way you do it. I think he took he can fix it. Let me give you the stat I just found. Okay. With Elliott, the Cowboys were twenty-eight and twelve, averaged three hundred sixty-one point five yards per game. Listen, listen. Listen. Let me finish. Let me finish. And four point seven yards per rush, and outscore opponents by one hundred eighty-eight points. Without him, I'm not done. So let me get through, okay? They've been without him um, for, for eight games. They're 4-4. Four and four. They average 297 yards per game, 3.9 yards per carry, and they've been outscored by 36 points. So my thing is, if you don't have Elliott, the Cowboys rely, and Dak relies, a lot on Elliott to be successful. I love how you literally have to get so pick and choose about things with Dallas that you literally had to find a scenario that's not even realistic to the point just to critique something just in... What do you mean it's not realistic? Dude, Zeke's not going to play. You said he's not going to play. I just think how stupid that sounds. I didn't say he's not going to play, but he could get injured. So why are you pulling out stats? I'm I'm telling you, I'm not done. I'm not done. But if you're just going to... I don't care. We're going to have him in. So who cares if he's not in? I don't care about your stupid stats about when he's not in. He's in the game. That's my situation. That's my team. He's not going to Cabo this summer. He's on the roster. Your stats are relevant. Okay, Sorry. but listen, I, I told you I need, you need to let me finish. Your stats are relevant. You state hey, that y'all have the best receiving core in the league. But, and what, why I read those stats is you cannot rely on those three without Dak to be successful and win football games. Because C.D. Lamb, I do not think just adding him will make y'all win games, like more games. I really don't. That's fine. I mean, at the end of the day, he is just a wide receiver. Yeah. Yes. Wide receivers are a dime a dozen. Y'all know that as well as I do. Also, just to kind of touch on things, like, yeah, I mean, you take Zeke out for Tony Pollard. But here's the thing. Tony Pollard. Is a pretty solid running back. Look, Agreed. you and, and and then you got Miles Sanders up in Philadelphia. I don't know who y'all's backup is off the top of my head. Um, Scott. Yeah. Right. Maybe. Did you say Boston Scott? Boston Scott, y'all's backup running back yes. behind Miles Sanders, yes. right? Okay. So and then you got the Colts have Marlon Mack and Jonathan Taylor. And Naheem Hines. So and Jordan, we have a problem. Just a curious question. I know Carl does because Carl's a into a lot of things. Do any of you know who... Do any of you know the name Reggie Bonifant? Yeah, I got Jordan Scarlett, too, if you want that one, too. Yeah, those are our two backup running backs. Reggie Bonifant... We also have, have Coy Clement. Clement, too. Yeah, oh, yeah. Clement. <laughs> so, I swear has been in the league for, like, 30 years. Just the <laughs> thing about Jordan Scarlett. Was on the practice squad all last year as a fifth-round pick because we don't know how to develop talent. Um... 
And then you had Reggie Bonifon came in for one, a couple snaps against the freaking Titans and then busted, uh, sorry, Jacksonville, and then busted off a huge run. But here's the difference. Zeke can handle being on the field for 99% of the snaps. Is he? No, because Dallas is not stupid. Um, if, if Dallas did to Zeke what we do to McCaffrey, Zeke would be out of the league next year. No offense. Especially with the way he runs. Why do you think that Zeke's a power runner? He takes hits all the time. It's not like you can only take, dude. I mean, he can only take so many hits. You can dude. only take so many hits, man. Okay, so that means everyone can break, dude. Everyone's gonna break. I'm like, just saying, power running backs. Power running backs don't last as long in this league. You know that. You do know it. Nobody plays. I'm just saying, for the sake of argument. There's a reason nobody else in the league gets the amount of touches McCaffrey does. One, because they're not as stupid as our old coaching staff. And two, you look, I mean, it, it's just saying. Zeke is a power back. No matter what, no, people try to spin it. Say, you're treating him like you saw Marshawn Lynch. Like, I'm not. Later, no, I'm good. not. I'm not no, treating him like a Marshawn. If you guys see him hurdle, it's like half the things that he does. It's like one of the most iconic things that he does is hurdle. Yeah, and then what What it's happens when a defender crap. gets sick of Hey, that. What happens, and what's going to happen, and I've seen it before, is when he tries to hurdle and a defender gets pissed and takes his legs out. That's fine. Half the time he'll do it. Half the time he just makes him look silly. Uh, oh, my God. Dude, this is, this is why, like... I want everyone that listens to this to know that I I have a really hard time talking football with Buddha because no I get upset because of your rationale or your reasoning with the Cowboys in general. It's never okay. Like what's what's irrational about my Cowboys perspective, please? Dude, everything like someone says, it's always an. Excuse or something, and I hate it. I can't stand you're it. The, you're the kid about excuses. You can play, oh, Carson Wentz, no, we the players. No, we got the players. Yeah, you're the king of the excuses. Get the crap out of here. Zach, raise the code of Prescott's a grown man. I don't make excuses for my team. I okay. play the dog. Okay. Has Zeke had health problems? No. And Mark Cooper? Yeah, a little bit. Zeke's had health problems? What are you talking about? I said Mark Cooper? Eh, yeah, he has. But dude, our the only problem Zeke has is domestic violence problems. Oh. Everyone here besides you, Buddha, the Cowboys fan, thinks Carson Wentz is a better quarterback than Dak Prescott. And that's all I have to say. It's all right, dude. I'm pretty sure the players, we already know the players in the NFL know that Dak's no, Don't even quote that list. Don't even don't. go there. Don't. I don't think that's a reliable source. That list is a joke. You mean... Don't even get me started on the. Mm, don't even get me started on that stupid list. Don't get All right, hold up. We already know you're the best, best in the league. You ain't gotta be upset about that. I ain't saying anything about McCaffrey. Y'all know my opinions on that. I'm talking about some of the other rankings, like Julio being out of the top ten. Yeah, you know. All I'm is my Cowboys. You just gotta look for him this year. That's all I gotta say. Hey, As people should, because if y'all don't make the playoffs, y'all are a joke. Games. Y'all should win 11 to 13 games this year. I mean, like, everyone's always going to get us high expectations. We're not used to that. We're used to that. Especially this year. Because you guys, here's my thing. I'm so looking forward to the fact that all the issues that I've heard from Cowboys fans, this does not include you, about Jason Garrett, Jason Garrett, Jason Garrett. Now it's time to prove that it wasn't Jason Garrett. I can't wait to see it, dude. I love Mike McCoy. 
McCarthy. I'm excited, bro. I've been excited for a coaching staff in forever. Wade but, Phillips. Sorry. But, but, but just imagine the the count uh, a crisp a crisp January day, a Saturday or Sunday maybe. The Cowboys play the Eagles in, in the playoffs and. God. Carson Wentz stays healthy and, and beats those Cowboys. Man, a phone call that, yeah. would, be, that would be. And then during the and during the halftime, you know, the band's playing. Carson Wentz runs out and slips on the ice. <laughs> and something is, but, um, that that would be a very Carson Wentz thing. <laughs> it would. It, it really would. would. Um, it would. But I just look back to the original question. Is the Cowboys trio the best in the league? As it currently sits, no. Do they have the potential to be? Yes. Best receiving core of the league as in primary receivers. No tight ends included. What about that? No tight ends included. Well, in that case, it'd still only be two because CD's still unproven. So you're just looking for duos. Yep. And there's... No. Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. Do you want to know and what's an underrated duo? duo? No, do you want to know what's an underrated duo? Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley. Yes. Yeah, yeah Calvin Ridley's a good player. You know what irritates me is they're like, every team in the NFC South has a pretty good duo. You you obviously have the Bucks, And then you got the Saints adding Sanders. Carolina with DJ and Curtis. I... I pray to God Matt Rule is actually knows how to use Curtis Samuel. I've been preaching about adding this adding Robbie Anderson. Yes, adding Robbie. Hey, the best receiver receiving core we've had in a decade. Let's just let Cam Newton walk. That's cool. Um, you know. You honestly know. The, I've been thinking. To the Patriots. To the Patriots. <laughs> don't even get even worse. Hey, do you want to know what's crazy, though, and I've been thinking about this lately? I could see a scenario where Teddy Bridgewater throws for, like, over 3,500 yards. That'd be incredible. I don't know. I mean, look, and everybody can say what he wants about it, that he only throws short passes, whatever. Our receivers outside of Robbie Anderson are short catch guys. I think that has a better chance than the Eagles uh, winning the Super Bowl this year, so. Buddha, 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 Buddha. The Eagles have more of a chance at winning the Super Bowl than Teddy Bridgewater has of having a good season. Stop it. I don't know, dude. I don't know. You know as well as... I'm sorry, but you can't compare the Eagles, who are a projected 10-11 win team, to a team that's going to be picking top five in the 2021 draft. Come on, man. It's cool, dude. You just... Hey. I, I love it. I love I'm it. Football. I can't wait. I can't wait. All right. I got I to gotta touch on one more thing here. I just... See, ladies and gentlemen, this is what happens when we talk about Eagles and Cowboys on here, and this is why we don't do it very often. Uh-oh. What did you just uh-oh? No, because I saw his dog, and I know how you are. Oh, okay. Now, we'll, we'll relax. Uh, we're, we're good. Um, <laughs> yeah, she's chilling. Bond's around here somewhere. He's chilling. So, as... We all know when the league ramping up, fantasy football is also getting very, very close. Carl and I actually have a real-life fan fantasy draft a week from Saturday. And our draft uh, we're a part of with our friend Austin Kirtner and another one of our work friends, Luke Johnson, uh, defending champ, by the way. Um, we got a fantasy question. We're going to bring back fantasy madness. 
Uh-oh. Carl, right off top of your head. Okay. Give me a wide receiver that has the greatest upside Okay. See that is on a non-projected playoff team. Ooh. Highest upside of Jack. Cortland Sutton. All righty, Denver. That's fair. The only thing I my only concern with that is is the fact they added Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler. Yep. But yeah, I'd say Cortland Sutton. Um, just right off the top of my head. Um, um, high upside guy. In general, I'd say Brandon Cooks in Houston. A lot of people aren't mentioning that one. Uh, the only issue yeah, Brandon Cooks is going to have is staying on the field. Because yeah, uh, we Cooks, all yeah. remember what the Eagles did to him in the Super Bowl. Of course we did. Oh, my God. Um, what did the Eagles do besides winning a game that was rigged? Oh, my God. Oh, no. Yeah, I might have to hang up. I might have to hang up. <laughs> Buddha, Buddha, chill. Buddha, chill. You never, can say, I will, will never look. Buddha. You can Never chill with that, that comment until we get to an Xbox party, please. This has been the closest I've said. You know, y'all know what I say. <laughs> we, we know. I crashed the bases to people. Anyway, <laughs> so also here's a fantasy question for you: Is there any way on Blue Heaven in any type of league or any type of team limit? That you could see Mahomes or Lamar Jackson going first round. Uh, uh, should there be? No. Will there be? Yeah, because people overvaluate the quarterback position. Um, small leagues, uh, four to sixteen leagues, you can afford to take a quarterback in round one. But anything bigger than that, you shouldn't, because the quarterback value is so deep in fantasy football. Uh, Mahomes is projected to go round. Two, three, and Lamar is in round four in most ADPs. So, yeah, don't take quarterbacks in the first round or even the second round unless you really want to screw the depth up on your team. <laughs> um, Here's my thing, and I will say this. <clears throat> I mean, when it comes to our fantasy draft, top three are already set unless, uh, I mean, unless one of you decides to be a moron. I can't believe y'all switched. I had the first pick. That was you didn't have the first pick. Stop that. Earlier we did. I did. No, because because bro, do you want to know when I did that? Like the week after the season ended last year. And Booty, you have like the fifth overall pick. You were probably in a better spot than Carl is. You've got. Yeah, how about to say you don't like having number one overall? You're in a better spot than I am in Carl's league. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, I have the number one overall pick on a ten person league. Hey, we got keepers though. Yeah, I know, but Alvin Kamara. No offense to him, but he had a down year last year. But all right. Also, just so y'all know, this is an hour and a fifteen, and I'm trying to make this our longest episode, so. Uh, I really feel like we've been going for, yeah, a while. <laughs> um, here's the thing I'm curious about. Let's just say the fact, and Carl, this is really only a question for you. Okay. 
How many years do you think it would it will take for Florida State to be contenders in the ACC again? At least three. Uh, resetting of a recruitment class, so I'd say three or four, just to get new new players in the system. Uh, I like that. You think we're going to change the name? Yeah. Um, my do host- I think we should? Maybe, but probably not, and I don't think we do. Just because it's so rooted in that area. You know, I personally, and look, Tech, and I, and I, and I said this about Florida State. Florida State went into this thing. I knew they were going to be going down a hill after they get, after uh, after Jimbo after Jimbo left. Left, but then y'all go out and hire Willie Taggart. And as every Florida State fan that is watching this is probably telling me to shut the F up. <laughs> um, but trust me, I feel your pain. He was with us for a year, and God help me. Um, yeah, I think you're right. Two, three years for Florida State. Here's a question. I'm not going to answer it, but I do want Delby and Buddha to answer this. Is there any way, shape, or form now, looking at Tech's schedule, that you could see Tech and Clemson playing twice in two weeks? Uh, let me pull up the schedule real quick. Sure, that's good. Just so y'all know, the ACC released the schedule today. Tech and Clemson play in the final game of the year. We played them our second to last game, or it is our second to last game. No, no, not second to last. It is our last game. The last game. It's the last game. I'm gonna jump in. Being a being a non Virginia Tech fan, I could I could see it. I mean, the ACC is kind of wide open in that side of the bracket. Kind of. Actually, hold up, hold up. Actually, before not to cut you off, but. I'm going to remind you of something. There is no brackets this year. It's one conference. Oh, yeah. You're one right. conference. It's the top uh, two teams with winning percentages, so it is a little more difficult. I can see it. I, I can see how it. Every, was, hold on. That's how every conference should be. Screw this division crap. I do agree with that. Screw this division crap. Let's just have exactly how the Big 12 does it. Straight to bottom. Your two best teams with your best conference records go into your championship game. That is what the Big 12 did last year in Oklahoma and Baylor since Oregon uh, lost to Arizona State and we beat Utah. Oklahoma and Baylor were fighting for a chance in the playoff. Man, am I glad we didn't get into the playoff last year as a four seed. Right. But, but yeah, no, that's the question. There's more than a 50% chance that happens, realistically speaking. Yeah, I, I think we can. Or I think it can happen. I just, I don't know, it takes... Tech. <laughs> each each year it's just been tech and they always slip up on a game or two. Um, just a lot of inconsistencies. That's so all. and plus if we if they do have a season there will be no fans and that I think that dramatically changes the game in itself too. Um, yeah. But, Bro, can you imagine having fans in this reduced schedule and having Virginia Week Two, and then having the final game of the year in like December when it's going to be bitterly cold in Blacksburg with more than likely the number one team in the country coming in to land. Yeah, other people are just going to pack in It'd the be house beautiful. The behind oh, that's what I'm doing. I'm packing in my house and I'm watching that game. Um, yeah, if we have a season, Texas 9-10 win team, if you're asking me. Um, I only hope. 
But there's also a scenario I could see with, you know, injuries or op- or, or some more opt-outs, which I, honestly, I don't see why anyone else, like, if, if you're opting out in college, you're opting out to prepare for a draft, right? Yeah. Outside of Caleb Farley, is there really a projected round one through th- three pick for Tech? It's really uh, Caleb yeah, Farley. Wait. I lost him, Buddha. I lost Biggie and Carl. No, no, no. I'm still here, bro. I'm talking. I, I can't hear him. We can hear. I can hear you. I can. Okay, hear you. I just can't hear them. I mean, I'll stay. I just can't hear them. Okay. okay. Uh, we're almost at the end, anyway. So, yeah, kind of that's how I feel there. Um, yeah, we're in. We're go here for another minute, so we can break our longest record. Uh, an hour and twenty minutes. How about now, man? Yep, I'm good. Okay. Um, but yeah. Um, honestly, if we have a season, and if I had to give it to you right now, my college football playoff would be number one Ohio State, who, by the way, gets Michigan in October. Oh, let me go into that for a second. I almost forgot. Um, during a Big Ten conference call today, Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh and Ohio State head coach Ryan Day got into it. Let's go. As apparently Harbaugh confronted uh, Day about a picture of them working on the field with their players, which they're not allowed to do until Friday. And Ryan Day told him, you worry about your team, I'll worry about mine. And then apparently later confirmed by a player, told his Ohio State team, that if there was a season, there should be a mercy rule because Ohio State's going to drop 100 on Michigan. Love The fact of the matter is, it's possible. Because Ohio State has hung 59 and 62 on them the previous two meetings. I think there should be one of those in football. Oh, oh, wait. Oh, wait. You mean the one that should have been there when y'all put 77 up on Hidden Valley? We love that game. We absolutely love it. We could have dropped 100 easy. Um, but, yeah, so, like, that. If there is a season, you got to really look at things. If I had to put a playoff right now, I would have number one Ohio State, number four. Ah, number four is tough. Let me get back to that. Clemson and Florida, but number two and number three. Um, number four. Hate to say it, Oklahoma. That and that four spot. You know a team though I could see possibly making a run. And oh god, Boot is gonna love this. Texas. Welcome. I think Texas can make a run, barring they don't choke up like they always do. Because Texas is back. No, they're not. Alright, um, yeah. So, that was episode 10, our longest episode, 1 hour, 22, 23 minutes. It's going to take me... Good thing I don't have to go into work until 3.30 tomorrow, because this might take that long to get into a video. That was going to be episode 10. What we had planned for episode 10 didn't happen, but, uh, you know, I, we didn't even know Buddha was going to be here till like, three hours ago. Um... 
episode 10 stuff will happen the next time we're together and who knows when that'll be um <laughs> just kidding it was great having us here um there's also a thing you won't see it on a podcast obviously because it's audio only but we did get some shirts that have our logos on the front and our names on the back uh those photos of us wearing them will be on the instagram page as soon as i can get them out to the boys which, by the way, uh, Delby Buddha, those will be here Saturday. So you guys are more than welcome to drop by whenever you want. Um, Sounds good. But that, that was episode 10. That's Delby, that's Buddha, that's Carl, I'm Big E. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Boys the Podcast. We will see y'all next time. The boys out. Sure.